we're going to be starting, dear brothers and dear sisters, grab a seat. And um, before you stand up, I'd like to just remind you something, something that uh, I believe is important for today's service. Today is a prayer service. Okay, so who knew that today was a prayer service? Amen. And I was praying uh, today and thinking, uh, just kind of talk, just talking with God, and, and I had this question. I said, Lord, it might happen. It might be, you know, and it probably is that just people's um, schedules work out in such a way that during, during the week that our youth has I gather, people are, you know, have less things to do. Like some, you know, their, their managers don't tell them to come to work. Um, the professors tell them, like, hey, you don't have to have any homework today. Um, just less problems at, at home, maybe. And makes it easier to come to the I gather services. And I said, Lord, if that's the case, we're kind of, we're okay. That's okay, you know. If just schedule-wise things work out. But if, if it's the other way around, if it's, if it's a choice that people make to come or not to come to, you know, a service because of the trajectory of the service, I said, Lord, we need help. We, we really need help. And f firstly, I need help. Like, I need help to have a great desire in me to pray. Like, a great desire. Because I'm, I'm honest with you guys, and let, let me be honest with you guys. Um, I remember the, before, it was like, to me, it was like a shift it was literally a shift. There was a time like B.C. and A.D. with prayer. I, I, it's, and I remember, I don't remember the date or the time of the year. I remember the place. I remember the place where B.C. went into A.D., right? Where like before Christ went into in Christ. And the thing is, at that time, from what I understand, I was already a Christian. In B.C., before this whole, like I real, I was like, oh, prayer and it like clicked things clicked and I was like okay prayer and I can actually talk to God like it's not weird but I remember BC like before I'm a Christian and I'm trying I understand like you know preachers be telling me you need to pray if you don't pray you're not a Christian I'm like I'm a Christian let's do this thing I'm gonna pray by myself at home lock myself in the bathroom where nobody sees and it is like I remember I remember the feelings so um so vividly it was dark it was like it was cold it was spiritually speaking it felt like there was metal all around me and i'm praying and i'm like what am i doing talking to myself literally that's how it felt i was just talking to myself but i'm a christian right i've given my life to jesus i like i'm, I'm ready to serve god but i felt like this whole prayer thing is really not working out as well and then AD happened. I don't know what happened. I don't have like a secret formula to give you guys. But to me, it, to me in my life, it was just pushing through. Okay, maybe to someone else's life it's different. But to me, it was standing in prayer even when I felt like there was no point of me praying. Um, when that everything that I was being said was literally just rotating around my head, not even like going up to the ceiling, just right in this bathroom. It's not going anywhere. God's not hearing any of it, just pushing through. And the crazy thing is somewhere at some time it switched and prayer became like rest. 
Where if you're, if you're tired, if you're like, if you're weary, if you're anxious, if you're whatever, if you're whatever, you're in need of something. If you, and in my mind, it literally went like this because I love sports. I, I love sports even more before. It was like I could go play some sports and that will take some of the edge off for my anxiety. And I could pray and that will take even more edge. Like literally, just physiologically speaking, it will, it will do so much to me uh, spiritually. It will fill me. And it's rest. You just rest. Some of you guys don't understand what I'm talking about, like resting in sports. I, when I play sports, like I rest, if it's, especially if it's a sport that I like. It just, you, I like it. You run after, you chase after the ball for 90 minutes and you just chase back and forth and there's a goal and, you, and you're like so in it, right? To some of us, that's not rest. But like let's sleeping in a bed or just, just talking with your favorite person, just rest, just rest. You're like, you're enjoying every moment of it. That is my desire for us. I, I, and that is why... I would like for us to begin this service, guess what, with prayer. Let's begin the service with prayer. Today is going to be a very interesting service because we're going to have the main speaker. We have Bishop um, Alexander Starikov from Russia, right? And he's going to be sharing the, the last sermon. A blessed brother, I've heard him preach before, and today I'll have the honor of translating him. But before that, we're going to have brothers come up, our own leaders come up, and we're going to pray with them, or they're going to lead us into prayer. Two brothers, there's going to be Dennis, there's going to be Peter, and maybe they'll share something, maybe they won't, but we will pray. And just pray, just pray for the sake of praying. Just ask God for help, ask God for mercy, ask God for blessing. And guess what? God will help us. God will bless us. God will have mercy on us if we ask him, if we ask him. Let's stand and pray. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Before we continue the prayer service, I just wanted to read very quickly from uh, the book of uh, Psalms. We're going to do Psalm 90 is where I wanted to read from. And this is a psalm that was written by Moses, actually. This is the book of Psalms in the English Bible. It's Psalm 90. And this was a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Moses wrote this one. And I want to start reading from verse 10. It says, The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Verse 12, one more time. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so, if you were to remember last week, Andre Bibin was preaching, and his topic was urgency. We can live our life on this earth with a sense of urgency, and we can always be doing something to the glory of God, we can go to school to the glory of God. The Bible says everything we do is to the glory of God. Are you eating? You're doing it to the glory of God. Are you not eating? You're not eating to the glory of God. Are you honoring every day as a special day? You're doing that to God. If every day is no different to me, you're doing that to the glory of God. It doesn't matter what you do. It's for God's glory. But sometimes we can live this life on earth for ourselves. 
and we can use opportunities to gratify ourselves, and we can live carefree as if we have all the time in the world, as if there is no future that I have to worry about. I could live this life in a way where I am waiting for eternity, or I can live in a way where I show that I honestly have no fear of eternity. Some of us make plans that extend tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Maybe 10 years down the road, you have a plan. You have an image in your mind of where you want to be in the next couple of years. Maybe in the next five years, you say, I see that I might be married in the next five years. I have my college figured out. I have this dream job. I'm going to have this beautiful home. Whatever it may be, you know what that dream is for you. But Moses, being the man of God that he was, being the one who used to be in a place of position, he used to be Pharaoh's daughter's son. He used to be a somebody. And if you read in the New Testament, we see he did a lot of mighty works, the Bible says. People respected him. He was a somebody. And he thought, you know, he saw his brother being abused, and he thought, I'm going to save him. And I'm going to do this. Everyone's going to know God is going to save Israel, my people, through my hand. What happens? He runs away instead. And so for many years, he becomes a shepherd. And for many years, he's being humbled. And at the end of everything, God says, I want to use you to free my people. Now you're ready. And at the end of all this, he says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Why is that important? When you understand how frail you are, when you understand how short your life really is, only then can you live this life wisely. Only when you understand that tomorrow is never promised can you truly live today as it should be lived. And so as we continue this service, whatever is going to be preached, whatever the worship group sings, let us remember that this truly is an opportunity this evening is an opportunity for us that we might not have tomorrow. And I know we can say that, and it can sound maybe a little bit too cliche. We don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to drive home safely. It sounds cliche, but that is the reality. It is the reality. And so my prayer for all of you tonight, and I hope for all of you to share with me, is for us to understand how frail we really are. How short our lives are. Moses says, 70 years. Let's say you work out a bunch. You like to run. Maybe you're going to get to 80 years. But then one day you're going to stand before God. And this life, what we do now, what we invest in now is going to show in eternity. Where your treasure is, there your heart is going to be. And I think some of us, by God's grace, are going to come in very rich into heaven. We were very poor here on earth. We're going to be very rich in heaven. We weren't really beautiful down here. We're going to have new bodies up there. Amen. Life wasn't really good for us down here. And some of us are going to have a very good inheritance. But I want to say some of you here are going to enjoy life as much as possible here. And you're going to spend your weekends for yourself on this earth here. And you are not going to look forward to heaven because you're going to come empty-handed. Very sadly, for many people, they may come into heaven empty-handed. The Bible says, one day everyone will be tested. All of our works are going to be tested. Whatever is not burned up is for ours to keep. 
and everything else is gone. Whatever is burned up is absolutely gone. And some people are going to be in heaven and all their works are just going to burn right up. They're going to come in empty-handed. But for some of us, by God's grace, we're going to come in with something. The Bible says someone's going to have, you know, the Bible uses its own words. I don't know what it's going to be like in heaven. It says some have wood, some have straw, some have gold, some have silver, some have precious stones, diamonds, but some people have nothing. Some people have nothing. And so let's use this opportunity to get on our knees. And before we continue this service, to ask God to teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Let's pray. Lord Father, I thank you, my God, for this evening that you have blessed me with, my God. I know that on this evening I could have been absolutely anywhere, Lord. I could have been doing absolutely anything, Lord. And like Andre was saying, the doors are open, my God. I could have been outside. I could have been at home. I could have been only you know where, Father. But I thank you that by your mercy and by your grace, I am in your presence, God. I stand in your church, God, with my brothers and sisters, and we are here worshiping you. We are here praising you and glorifying you, my God. And I ask you, Lord, would we walk out of this service wiser in you, my God? Would we walk out of this service stronger in you, Father? Teach us, Lord, to number our days, my God, that we, Father, might gain hearts of wisdom, Father. It's only when I truly understand how frail my life is, God, how weak I am without you, Lord, that I can live this life as I should, my God. But, Lord, if I live on this earth believing that I could be somebody, that I can do something, and that I can enjoy it as much as I want, Lord, I will waste this life, God. And when I stand before you, you, Lord. I will come empty-handed, Lord, and I pray, have mercy on me, God. Have grace upon me, Father, that that would not be me, Lord, that that would not be my brothers and sisters, God, but that we might enter into heaven rich, my God, in you, Jesus Christ, Father, that we would not stand empty-handed, Lord, that our works might stand the test of the fire, God, that it would not be burned up, Lord. Have mercy on us, God. Give us hearts of wisdom, Lord, that we might serve you, God, in fear, Lord. Salava Tibet As your fear is, my God, so is your wrath, Lord. And I pray, let us stand at your right hand, God. Have mercy on us, God. If we are not in good standing, God, forgive us, Lord. Wash us in your blood, Lord. Make us white as snow, Father. Only you can do this, God. We need you, Father, every single day, God. Every morning. Your mercies are new, my God. I live on your mercies, God. And in my weakness, Lord, you are strong, Father. Slava to be a good sport. I pray you work in us, God. Speak to us, Father, that, Lord, we might walk out of here, Father, stronger in you, Lord. Teach us to put our faith in you, Lord. For when our foundation is you, God, we will never be shaken, Lord. We will never be moved, God. There is no other foundation but Jesus Christ, God. Let us be like the wise man that he hears your words and builds his house on your rock, my God. The storms will come, Father. All of the storms will come, but we will stand, Father, because our foundation is not in ourselves. It's not in our experience, God. It's not in our wisdom. It's not in our strength, but it's in the rock, Jesus Christ, Father. And I pray, Lord, would we live 
no longer for ourselves, Lord, but would we put our hope in you? Would we put our trust in you, God? Let us be like trees, Father, planted along the riverside, God. We gain our strength from you, God. We are nourished in you, Lord. I am firm in you, Lord. I will not be shaken, God. My leaf will not wither, Lord. I will not dry up, my God. The rivers of living water, Lord, will come from within by your Holy Spirit, God. Salava to be a Father. This is a beautiful work that only you can do, God. It is not of me, Father. It has not come from within, Lord. It only comes from you, my God. The Father of lights, Lord. Every good gift comes from you, my God. Salava to be a Gospod. You are worthy, God. You are worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Salava to be a Gospod. We love you, God, and we exalt your mighty name. You are the King of kings, Jesus Christ. There is no greater name than Jesus Christ. There is no other name by which man is saved but Jesus Christ. Salava to be a Gospod. I thank you, my God. It is by your blood, Lord, that I am justified. It is by your blood, Lord, that I am sanctified, God, and I will stand before you, Lord, glorified by your blood, Jesus Christ, God. You are the spotless lamb, God. You are holy and pure and perfect, God, and you took my sin upon you, God. My punishment, Lord, my hell, Father, you bore on the cross, God. My curse you took upon yourself. Salava to be God. You are worthy, and one day every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that you are Lord to the glory of God. Salava to be Worthy are you, my God. Worthy are you, Lord, for you are awesome, God, and you are the same. You do not change, God. Your mercies are always new, Father. Your love is always available, my God. Your forgiveness is free, Lord. It is by grace and by grace alone that no man might boast in your presence, Father. We love you, God, and I pray you work in us, my God. You stir us, Lord, that, Father, we might live no longer for ourselves, Lord, that we, like Moses, might be able to say, teach me, Lord, to number my days that I might gain a heart of wisdom, Father. It is something that only you can do, Lord. Just like Andre said, Father, it is only something that you can do, God. You are the one who changes us from the inside out, my God. It is not of me, Father. It is not possible of me. No speaker can change me, God. No preacher can change me. There is only you, my God. You are the healer, Lord. You are the one that knows me by name, God. You have saved me, Father, that I would no longer live for myself, I pray. Fill us with this fear, my God, that we, Lord, would serve you, Lord, in honesty, in sincerity, and in truth, God, by your Holy Spirit, Father. Salava to be, Father, may the rest of this service be lifted up into your mighty hands, God. You do what is fit in your sight, God. You speak your word to us, Holy Spirit, and would you convict us, God, of the sin that so easily ensnares us, my God. Would you be willing, Lord, to prune us, my God. Make us holy in your sight, Father. Not of our own strength, not of our own righteousness, God, but by the righteousness that comes from faith in Jesus Christ, my God. I am not a good person, Father. I am a sinner, Lord, but by your grace I am made new, Lord. I am made white as snow, Father, and by your grace, God, I serve you, Lord, and I love you, my God, and I work your commandments, Father, by your mercy and grace. I thank you, God. I pray work in us, Father. Work in us, Lord, by your mercy and by your grace. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord. Be with us, we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God, youth. Uh, so for those of you guys who didn't hear the 
beginning of the service when Andre was sharing um, how there was like a BC and an AD in his prayer life, how there was like at one point in his prayer life where it was like dull and then another part where prayer life just became a rest to him. And when he was talking about how uh, during the BC part of before Christ, he was saying that he would like, he locked himself in a bathroom and he just felt, it was like spiritually cold. It felt like metal around him. And that um, kind of triggered a thought in my head about a couple of years ago. I remember I had the same kind of thing in my life where I would, um, I would just go out and spend like a lot of time alone just praying and stuff like that. And I would oftentimes just go fishing. And maybe it was just a good excuse to go fishing. But I would go fishing. And I remember the specific time where I was just, it was really cold that day. And uh, I was just fishing for like three hours, no bites, nothing. And just I remember praying, and it was like you're praying to a wall. It's like I felt like every single, like every single time I'd finish something, it was like a wall is there, a wall. Everywhere I go is a wall. And three hours of just that kind of prayer, that kind of prayer. And it felt like year, a year worth of that kind of prayer. But I was like, I'm a Christian now. God, I gave my life to you. And I realized that during that time of my life, God was just breaking me down. God was preparing me. God was like sanctifying me. He's like, you have to be purify yourself. You have to do this. You have to do that. And now it's like the AD, it's like prayer is now just a rest. Um, like in sometime in August, there was like an entire month where after work, I was just like, I couldn't wait for work to end to just jump in my car. I would shut the door and I was just like, and I would just start praying. I would pray all the way home for an hour. And just like every single day for a month. And it was just like, I didn't understand why it was like that. It's like, it's just like praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit for an entire month. And then it's like God was preparing me for something else. Something else happened in my life. And it's crazy now that it's, it's like in, the, in this portion of my life, in the last two, three months, God has been showing me just so many answers to prayer. So many answers to prayer. It feels like every other day I get like, I prayed for this. This is what's happening in your life. You prayed for this. This was happening. During that time when you felt like there was a wall there, I remember the prayers that I was praying during that time. Now they're answered. I felt like I was praying to nothing. Now they're answered. And just God is just, and I remember praying for like youth and stuff like that. And I wanted to just encourage you guys with uh, a verse from, let's open, I'll open up to First uh, John chapter, chapter 5, verse 14. And 15. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked for him. And before it was like you're praying to a wall, now it's like you're praying, and it's almost like scary because I know it's like it's almost like I know the things that are gonna I'm gonna pray is gonna come come. It's like some like just like just some kind of like silly thought that I had. I'm like, oh, I'd like to have this. A couple months later, it happens. I'm like, no, I don't want this actually. It sucks. I didn't actually want that. So I'm like, it's really crazy. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure this is just a period in my life. It will pass possibly. But I wanted to encourage you guys, just find a couple people at youth. Find a couple people on your mind just to pray for right now. To pray for someone. Maybe it's an old friend. Maybe it's an uh, unchristian. Maybe it's an unbeliever. And just pray for that person for a week. Pray for that person for two weeks, for a month. And just consistently pray and pray. And I remember there's someone I've been praying for two years. And just major depression, falling away and stuff like that. And I just heard like two months ago he 
God, like, he has just had a revelation opened up to him and just, he's now serving Jesus again, and it's crazy. So just find that person that you want to pray for and just pray for him. Pray for her. Pray for that person. And now we'll all bow down and we'll start praying. Amen. I greet you. I see faithful people in you. Praise be to God. I have a good news for you. God still loves you. And he's still faithful. And he is still focused on you. And I have something for you to think about together. Unfortunately, we are people that sometimes love ourselves more than we love God. And unfortunately, we are not faithful oftentimes. And I'm very sad to say that often we are focused on ourselves. Who here has made at least one page in social media somewhere? Where you take a selfie and uh, you post it there, where you post your, post your thoughts. You like it when people like you. When someone clicks on your page. But I want to disappoint you. The people 